In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mark is a strange gospel. Lots of odd stuff is recorded in it. For example, Jesus goes to Galilee after John the Baptist is captured by Herod, and that's where Herod rules. He is not able to do miracles in his hometown, chapter 6. It takes him two tries to heal a blind man in chapter 8. He curses a fig tree for not bearing figs when it's not the time of the year for the tree to bear figs, chapter 11, and so on. A sneaky good example is in this gospel lesson from last Sunday, our text for today. Jesus is confronted by a crowd of thousands in a desert place, the text says in uh, verse 39. But in verse 39, Jesus tells his disciples to seat the people so that they can eat, and they are to sit down, the verse says, on the green, tender, non-dry grass. So what's up with that? First, let's note the verses immediately before the feeding of the 5,000 portion of our text where it is observed that Jesus had pity on the people who were like sheep without a shepherd, verse 34. Remember Psalm 23? Here we have an example, another example, of the basic move in the scriptures from Old Testament to New Testament, from non-literal to literal. Psalm 23 speaks of God's people as sheep lying down in green pastures. In Mark, God's people recline literally in green pastures in the presence of their literal Lord. But there is more. Why is there green grass in a desert place to begin with? Isaiah 35 gives us a clue. It gives a description of what things would be like when our Lord, Yahweh himself, comes finally to set all things right for his beloved people at the end of time. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb sing for joy. A passage alluded to in the next chapter of St. Mark, when the people cry aloud after a man is healed, he has done all things well, he even makes the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. But this Isaiah passage goes on to say in verse 6b, for waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And here we find these words fulfilled. When the Lord of the universe stands amidst his created order, that creation flourishes, it blooms, and it is restored to life. So this is what we see in this rich and wonderful gospel text. We see depicted the Lord God himself standing with his people, leading them as he promised, and bringing them the blessings of the end of time, the blessings of the new creation, as creation itself begins to be restored. Plus. Plus. The blessing of feasting with the Lord himself, 
which we hear declared as the centerpiece of this gospel lesson, that we also see. Here is a further foretaste of the end of days. For the prophet Isaiah declares in chapter 25 that the Lord of hosts will make for his people a feast of rich food. And those who partook of the multiplication of loaves on this occasion did enjoy just such a feast. For as our text says, they reclined to banquet with our Lord and they actually ate their fill. Verse 42, indeed, there was more than enough food to go around, basket loads, in fact. And such banqueting has not ceased. It is here also for you and me. We, too, experience a foretaste of the end of days. Each time we partake of the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, each time we come to the Holy Supper of our Lord. For we too are heirs of the kingdom of the reign and rule of God, possessors now of that reign and heirs of the fullness of the age to come. We are right now well-fed sons and daughters of the King. So rejoice, children of our Lord. The new age of the kingdom of our God has already broken into our dark, benighted age in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which means that the promises of that reign and rule are yours also, both now as a foretaste and in complete fullness forevermore. It is declared to us in our text, the end has only just begun. Amen.